welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I will be your host for two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no, that's not true. That's not true. Sounds true, but it's not. Um, I have spoken to creators. I have spoken to designers. I have spoken to logistics people. And now I've spoken to people that run um, kind of events and we had uh, Dave Wright from Tabletop Scotland on not too long ago. So it only felt right to address the balance by when you've got a Scottish kind of tabletop event, you, you really have to get a kind of an English tabletop event just to balance the books because we don't want anybody complaining. <laughs> so <laughs> join, joining me today, who's completely regretting actually doing this probably <laughs> after that ridiculous intro <laughs> is Mark Cook from Hi. from Aircon. From Aircon. There you go. Do you want to know the truth? Yeah, go. Whenever I f- first heard of Aircon, I thought it was in Ireland. Yeah, we've had that before because people think it's like E-I-R-E. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah, I misread it, so I'm an idiot. Yeah. Thanks for... No, it's because I, I, so I live in Airborough. Oh, and, right. Uh, okay. When I first when I first started it, I just I, I was at work one day and I thought, oh, aircon because I live in Airborough. That'll be funny. Let's let's start a convention called Aircon in my house. Uh, <laughs> it's about four, four years ago now. And then because uh, so Gen Con is named after Lake Geneva. I did not know That's that. It's Gen Con, yeah. So I was like, oh, what bodies of water are near my house? The river <laughs> Air, and I'm in the Air Valley. In Airborough, Aircon, and it's actually I've still got the first kind of logo I did <laughs> on my laptop back then, and it says Aircon. It's in the colours of Guiseley, which is where I live in North Leeds. Uh-huh. So it's blue and blue and yellow, the colour of the local football team. Fantastic. And it says Aircon. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so was, uh, oh dear! You better tell these good people <laughs> out there. <laughs> Um, the reason that we do this is quite simply because there isn't enough podcasts out there about board games. And the other reason no. that we do this is we've already given the reason why we're already doing this. Because Aircon is pretty much round the corner. Yeah. It's almost here. Two weeks. It's kind of like so. if you've just got over Christmas and you didn't think anything could get any more exciting, then Aircon's here to make Christmas look like just a boring holiday. Yeah. I've kind of built up, haven't I? A little bit, yeah. But what we're here to do tonight is we're going to obviously we're going to talk about aircon, but we're going to find out a little bit more about your good self, you know, right? um, Because find out a little bit about the man behind the convention, as we would say. So we're going to have a a little bit of we're going to have a little look at the booking of the past. We're going to have a little look at the the small cues of the present before jetting off into the special events table of the future. <laughs> That's good. It's utterly rubbish. Um, <laughs> do, you want, do you want to tell us a little bit about, I mean, how did you get into, not obviously not the convention, but how did you get into the kind of the hobby to begin with? So, I don't know, it feels like since I've met my wife, I think there's probably two types of families. And there's some families that play games at Christmas, and then there's other families that don't play games at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm from a family that plays games at Christmas, and it's something I just grew up with. And we played, you know, all the sort of standard family games, and as well as like silly made-up ones. And used to play like Queen or Scabby Queen, I think it was called with my nan okay. when I was younger and things like that. Um, but eventually got, you know, as one of those kids at school, I got into Warhammer. And joined like a Warhammer 40k club and things like that, and uh, got into a bit of RPG stuff as well. I used to play one called Cyberpunk 2020. Oh right, one okay. I used to play quite a lot. Of. Um, <laughs> Which is interesting considering it's now two years away. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, it'd be interesting to go, to go back and try and get some of my character sheets and see kind of if it's <laughs> what how much of that has come true. I've got an augmented eye. <laughs> yeah. <You've, laughs> Yeah. You know, I've got a cannon that shoots plasma bolts. I've got <laughs> yeah. a flying car. 
<laughs> yeah, definitely. They would definitely have been flying cars. Self-tying shoes. Self-drying clothes. It, yeah. It's a dystopian future. It's like, well, you know, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was kind of all of that when I was younger. And then as I, I suppose I got to maybe college, maybe just after sort of sixth form. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of came to uni and left my left my army at home. My uh, painted Eldar army that my dad chucked away. You're joking me. <laughs> Which is, yeah, yeah, it's just nice of him. Yeah, he, I don't know why. Don't know why. How many? Did, um, how many did you have? Did you have quite uh, a lot? It was it was fairly sizable. Yeah, it was good. You know, we used to have sort of fairly regular two thousand point battles. So it was, yeah, it was a decent size that I've collected over years from when I was. Oh, we were talking about it earlier today. My first job as a farmhand, where I used to earn a pound an hour. Wow. So you know, it take me four hours to buy a. A lead miniature. <laughs> Four hours of slaving on the farm. Um, you would have appeared in one of those kids' charity adverts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Help Mark buy his Eldar. Um, so, Just a picture of you crying with like one little Eldar in your hand going, Mark wants to start an army. But he, can only, he can only start an army with your help. Text. Text Eldar to 62238. Give Mark a pound. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I kind of dropped, I dropped out of that at uni. Still playing, obviously. Um, I played po- a lot of poker at uni, and then still played games when I went home. And it's like I say, all the sort of standard ones. Pig. We used to play a lot of pig. I don't know if you've played that, which is I can't can't see really a really silly game with cards where you basically you've just got to try and match four cards, and as soon as you do, you put your finger on your nose, which is why it's called pig. And then the last person to put their finger on the nose is the pig, which seems a bit weird. But but we used to come up with all sorts of silly variations, like you had to text the person opposite you, and then as, but as soon as one person started it, everyone could do it whether you've matched your four or not. Okay. So it's, but then it was like the last person to receive a text, they were the pig, and it, oh, it's just you know it just gets silly. Um, <laughs> and then I was on some kind of weekend away just with some guys and stuff, and then one of these guys had brought. Um, some 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 of the more modern games. So this is probably now, uh, maybe six years ago, five six years ago. Yeah. Um, by this point, I'd already got my wife to agree that she would marry me. We were only we were only kind of boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. She had said that she would marry me, and then I suddenly fell headfirst into this hobby because I was uh, introduced to games like Catan and Carcassonne and all of these kind of things on this weekend away. And then it's kind of like, well, it's too late now. <laughs> you committed um and uh yeah pretty soon after it kind of it's, there seems to be the phases of when you kind of first get into modern gaming i suppose isn't there where you just buy everything <laughs> just, just everything's great like, uh, i just then, i've got to experience it all it's like well other people have got copies of those games i don't <laughs> care i don't yeah. think you understand it's carcassonne or nothing um, yeah yeah, so that was so that's about about six years ago. The year after that was my first games expo that I went to, um, and I think maybe the year after that it took a couple of years. I went out to Essen. Um, yeah, so, so you fell in deep it. then. I mean, most people, you know, expo is like well, if I'm in the area, I mean, where I yeah. am, you know, the games <laughs> expo is like. You know, it's a it's a it's a trek and a half, and it's not only yeah. getting down there now; it's actually getting accommodation. I mean, last year was apparently the biggest nightmare because flipping Gary Barlow and his two singing yeah, pals turned up, and apparently all the hotels were booked out for months in advance. Yeah, so uh, there wasn't that issue. The first one I went to, I think, had not long been in the Hilton, right? So. And they didn't have all of the rooms at the Hilton the first year I went. They'd only just kind of opened up the second trade hall or something. Um, but yeah, uh, so that was that was then. I still have my copy of Catan. I still have my copy of Carcassonne, um, but many other games as well. <laughs> Are you? Um, so. I mean, how's? Um, I mean, did did you ever kind of um, forgive your dad for throwing out all of your elders? Or? <laughs> Yeah, eventually. Um, <laughs> eventually, it would be it'd be interesting to see like if if he had kept them, whether I'd got back into that as well, like because I would be like, well, I've got an army, I could just brush it off and have a go again. Um, 
but now you kind of look at it and you go, you know, it was expensive back then. This yeah, is what oh. that was like fifteen, whatever years, twenty years ago. This is now. Like, you look at some of the Warhammer stuff. It's like, how are kids affording this? <laughs> I know. It's like I was I was talking about the other day about um, people talking about Asmodee having some kind of mad grip on the market now, and it's like you are aware that Games Workshop are just coining it at the moment, and they've got much more money <laughs> than what yeah. Asmodee have. So you don't have to kind of kind of have to to worry about that. Um, yeah. Was there a little fire? <clears throat> that was lit under you when you were going to the expo and when you were going to Essen? Because as I say, it's not normally something that, it's normally something eases themselves into, kind of, were you kind of, did, was there something about going, you know, going to the expos that kind of made you think, oh yeah, this is, this is my bag. I do like kind of going around these halls. I like the kind of the buzz, the excitement, the crowds and stuff like that. Yeah, certainly. And like at the time, uh, I'm still working for the same company, but I've changed jobs. But at the time, I was actually working in like events organisation. Then, uh, kind of quite different what I was doing. But I kind of went and then, and I just saw like all these people, like, you know, thousands and thousands of people at Expo, and even tens of thousands of people at Essen, who were all just coming and having a an amazing time. And uh, and then I kind of came back from that Expo. Or maybe it's the year after, and I was kind of thinking, oh, there must be something else in this, in the country. And then there, there was, there was, there is a few, but it's kind of they're kind of maybe a bit more low key, and they've kind of got their crowd, mm-hmm. um, and they're kind of they're happy with where they're at. Um, but really, there wasn't anything else. I think I went to Dragon Meet maybe. Yeah, but that's the year after that. That's London, though. And I mean, let's face it, the Expo's it's, Birmingham, and then. Yeah. You know, there's not really many that are, um, there's not many that are near, you know, that are um, up north. Yeah, there's someone tried one in Leeds, um, and it's kind of a fairly small thing that I went along to. That was actually, you know, it was really fun mm-hmm. and just showed me actually you can still have a great event on a smaller scale. And so that's maybe when I said, well, I'll have a crack and, you know, I'll just invite a few people around to my house and see see how we get on. Um and then, yeah, certainly then, like a lot more have cropped up probably in the last two years. Um, you know, quite a few have started, which is great because, you know, the more the more accessible it is, I suppose, for people. Because even, you know, if you think even if it stayed at maybe Aircon, Games Expo, uh, and then Dragon Meet, you've still got the whole of the sort of southwest, most of Scotland, that are hours and hours away from, you know, even being able to just go for a day. And check yeah. it out and say, "Oh, yeah. is is this any good? Is this something that I want to go to?" Yeah, it's like it's quite a big commitment that you've got to. Like, it's probably you know four or five hours drive to your nearest one, and then you've got to get a hotel, and then and then what if you don't like it? Once <laughs> <laughs> if you go there and you just go, "This is rubbish." Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. just a hall full of people playing Magic: The Gathering. I don't want to be yeah. here. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> my, yeah, um, my worst nightmare ever. But it is a commitment in kind of the monetary terms as well, because you forget it's all about getting the, the ticket, but driving down somewhere and stuff like that as well. But you're right. I mean, there's other kind of expos that have opened up. You've got the City of Games, yeah, which just run yeah, its yeah. first one. Good old uh, Frank, yeah, Frank West, lovely, lovely Frank West. And then, <laughs> I mean, you've got the Glasgow Games Festival. Um, yeah, which and then com- compulsion, compulsion over yeah, which yeah. is run in the it's run in the TV actually. I think it's run in the actual kind of university. Yeah, um, the uni, I think. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Did you yeah, um, was, did you kind of yeah. get out and about to other ones? Then were you as part <clears> of kind of research into into aircon? <throat> did you want to try and kind of experience as many as possible? Or did you want to try and go with your own kind of vision of how you wanted things to run? Yes, I suppose it was somewhere in between. So, um, actually, when we, when we did the first one, well, when I did the first one in my house, it wasn't, when I organised that, there was no thoughts of it becoming a proper thing. Like I said, it was just a joke that I thought of at my house and said, I need some reason, I need to run something called Aircon because I, th- I find it really funny. Um, and... So when when I did that one, I hadn't really, I wasn't really thinking about it being a proper thing. Um, but I think 
that was the year where I'd been to Expo, and then I just had such brilliant time there, mm. and just some of the, you know, um, just some of the experiences that I'd had there, and what it, what a kind of convention setting allows that maybe a games day or a games club, or just you know having a night round at your house that you, you can't do in that kind of setting. Yeah. Um, just some of the experiences that it allows. I was like, yeah, this is this is actually really good. So I said to my mate Ben, who had been there as well, I said. We should maybe we should just actually have a go at this and try and make it a proper thing because, like I said, really, especially around here in sort of the Leeds or sort of Yorkshire area, yeah, there wasn't really. It was go to Birmingham or go over to sort of Stockport, I think, or Derby or London, and that was it. Or or, or up like up, right up into Scotland to go to Glasgow or Edinburgh, and I was like, well, let's just let's just have a go and see what happens. Um, so was there a few? You said you did the first one in your actually in your house. The first aircom was done in your house. Yeah, yeah. So we had. Um, uh, it's not where we live now, but uh, the house, the the flat that we moved. It was actually a flat <laughs> that we were in before. Um, oh, that's amazing! <clears throat> and it was it was a really unusual like flat. It, as you kind of came in, it was all really low and kind of kind of just like a normal flat but you kind of as you walked into the living room it was like this double height living room that had a mezzanine level uh-huh. and it was just this like amazing room um that like that's what when we went there that's why we ended up going for that flat because we were just like wow this is really cool and so we only had i think we had three three tables set up mm-hmm. um and then we just had lots of little random things around and I still put on some events, so we stopped and we all had lunch together and watched like a documentary on how they make board games or something. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah. And then we had like a little event where we would um we tried to design a game there. It was terrible and <laughs> very unsuccessful. Did but you, it was did still you, fun. Did you do sandwiches or did people have to bring their own lunch? Uh, I think we ordered in like pizzas and stuff, and oh, that's so just, cool. it was like every. I like I didn't. It wasn't. There was no cost to it. It wasn't like ticketed or anything. But it was. But it was sponsored by Traveling Man, <laughs> so I just went to Traveling Man and said, "Oh, can you give us some games to play?" Yeah. Uh, Traveling Man's the shop that's kind of in our local game store, uh-huh. and they were like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> they're really <laughs> right. nice like that. Back on. Um, and uh, yeah, and that was that was kind of it, and we gained until late into the night and some people stayed over um, and then we started again early the next morning and kind of just went on from that. I think my wife had, was going, it started on that weekend, I think, because my wife was going away on a Hindu or something. Oh, right, like, okay. Oh, I'll, just, I'll just do it and we'll have a go and see what happens. And, and, it, and if it ended up a horrible mess, you could just say, stag do. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. you could just move on and if people say... Mark, do you remember you put on that really disappointing kind of games weekend? As I can't yeah. remember a thing, I was so drunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just... I was in a bad place. I was in a bad. Um... I was. I was in a bad. I was about to get married. I was in a bad place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how many? Yeah, so... How many people went then? Did you have? Um, I I tried to remember exactly a few times, but I know across the weekend, I think it was about thirty, thirty different people. Um, from various games clubs and stuff and that's actually where we did more of our research was actually visiting lots of games clubs all right okay just chatting to people and seeing you know what do you want from a convention rather than visiting others because we could visit another convention and see something that they were doing that we thought was cool but everyone else thinks was terrible but so we copy it and we just end up copying the terrible thing so instead we went around and just chatted to people and said what do you want from a a convention you know what's your what's what's the thing you're looking for and the thing most people said time and time again is that we just want to have space to play games which is kind of obvious but you know like as great as games expo is they have challenges with finding enough table space as they grow and grow and grow um for people and i think you know sort of dragon meat was fairly similar in terms of the board game side of things so we we back then we just said right well we'll We'll do one where people can sit down and play games, and we'll do all this other fun stuff as well on the yeah, side. Yeah, but okay. the main thing will be make sure everyone can have a seat, make sure everyone has space at a table to sit down, and that's uh, that's what we're still trying to do. So this next one now, 
which um, will be our fourth official event, the fifth if you count my house. But, you know, we're expecting about a thousand people. So in the open gaming area, we've got over a thousand seats. Um, and that's not including the RPG zone and the events room and yeah. some other spaces that we've got. We just like, and that was the first thing we, we did when we were planning. We were like, well, we need, we're expecting a thousand people, so we need a thousand seats. <laughs> so let's start with that and then we'll see what else we can fit in around it. Um, did you do researches yeah. into costings and stuff like that as well? Were you kind of wanting to make sure that people, you know, they were able to just turn up and, I guess, not feel that they were paying out an absolute fortune for something they were going to go and be kind of going and doing for the first time? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's something I've always been quite impressed with with the Expo is I think it's incredibly good value in terms of the ticket price. Yeah. And, you know, the actual getting in is still only 25 26 quid or something for a full weekend which is nothing and i think <laughs> yeah nothing, yeah you know what like the, that first year that i went i was like this is crazy like this is something elsewhere you'd pay 40 50 quid for this at least and still think it was good value um so you know that was really good so that was certainly something that we thought of and obviously you have to do calculations and and thankfully ben like i said uh, my mate ben that that i started it with uh when we started properly he He's like a qualified accountant. We, we actually work in the same place, uh, but he's in the finance department. And right, so okay. he was quite good at kind of working out and saying, well, you know, this is how many people we would need to come to, uh, like sort of break even. This is how many we'd need if we want to make a little bit of profit or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was really good. At, it's obviously not that simple, but, you know, breaking everything down and sort of saying, well, this is this is what we need to do. Do we think we can do that? And then also sort of tempering my crazy ideas of wanting a TP. That was one that I wanted this year. I wanted to TP, but um, we couldn't afford the TP, so I wasn't allowed my TP. Um, one day, so I wanted an RPG TP, but it wasn't. That's it wasn't so to be. good. <laughs> that's so we've ended so up with ended up with a RPG marquee instead, which is still it's, pretty good. It's, but. it's okay, but it's not as good <laughs> as an RPG. I can't even say it. A TP. RPG TP. RGP. Oh, it's just so good. Listen, if you do <laughs> rent out TPs, then aircon. <laughs> cheap, cheap. Next TPs. year, cheap, cheap. No, with that, you know. <laughs> you know, you'll get mentioned in the programme. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I tell you, these gamers, they're bloody mad for TPs. I love TPs. <laughs> they're <yeah>. TP daft. <laughs> they're TP DAFTs. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so so that was like a good mix of kind of the things that he's able to do that I just can't, and we kind of balance each other out pretty well. Um, so yeah, was there the was there the kind of the legal side and things like that to take into consideration? You know, when you're doing an event, I think is there not a case that there's a whole pile of legal stuff, health and safety mm. stuff that kind of that rears its ugly head that I think is a difference folks say oh we'll get a couple of hundred folk in a room together how difficult can that be yeah and you know was that I guess with your background kind of being in the event management side of things was that something that you had kind of easy access to in terms of kind of resources or were you aware of things that you had to look out for yeah like so the first um I said the first couple of proper events that we did so don't count the one in my house um, I didn't do any kind of risk assessment for that. Um, <laughs> but the first, when we sort of first made it a public event, um, we actually used, where we work has quite a big sort of training auditorium yeah. area. Yeah. And that's what we used. And so obviously our work have a load of risk assessment type stuff. And um, Ben, <clears throat> like I said, he, he is well up on the stuff that I'm not. So he was well aware of things like, um, public liability insurances and things like that you've got to get um, there's probably things that we should have done in the early ones that we didn't do because we didn't know about them but um, certainly when we moved to Harrogate and uh, we went to the convention centre uh, they obviously know all of this stuff yeah. they don't, they're very helpful like they're like that's one of the reasons why we chose the venues because the, the staff there are just, they were just really up for it, they were just like yeah we, we we want this event to happen. What can we do to make it happen? So they're really good in saying, well, actually this, you need this as well. And then you need this. And then can you fill this out? And, um, so they were really helpful. Even things like, um, 
a Sunday trading license, things like that, which you just don't think about. Just say, no. oh, I just want to sell some games. And it's like, well, it's, that's the, you know, <laughs> because of the size of the trade space, you have to have permission to do that. It's technically kind of a kind of illegal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that, that, kind yeah. Of, that kind of way. Because I, I guess this is what happens when you try and make you make something fun, it turns out that underneath mm. it's like a swan that you've got the, the kind of the legs of legislation kind of paddling yeah. away kind of underneath, kind of like like pretty kind of madly. Did you have um, did you have ideas for kind of like themes and guests and stuff like that for the kind of the first couple of ones that you did or was it just primarily I'll tell you what, let's see how many people we can get in a room together kind of playing playing games i mean mm. did the commercial side of it did kind of offering people tables and stuff like that did that come into it kind of at all or was it purely just let's get a lot of people kind of gathered together yeah well so certainly the first one was and i think <clears throat> i sort of recognize that that's something that quite a lot of people still want even though open gaming is the thing that they're saying now oh, that's what we that's what we want most. Yeah. A lot of people still like going around and seeing different traders and, and having demos of upcoming stuff and things like that. So so we didn't have anything on the the very first one because we even ourselves we recognised we were like, well, we, we have no idea how many people are gonna turn up. So there's no point in us going to traders or you know, or publishers and going, Some people might turn up. I had thirty people in my house. You might get lucky <laughs> or we might get thirty five. You know, I kind of thought right back from then there's no point in really wasting but not wasting my time but just putting so much effort in like so we we all work full-time as well so trying to do this on top of that is you've just got to look for where is where's the best place to spend my energy and spend my time um to get to make sure people have as good a time as they can Mm -hmm. so if that meant the first one we weren't going to have we didn't have any traders or demoers but it meant that I could put my effort into putting on some really fun events and we kind of did the um oh, what's it called now uh keep talking and nobody explodes or something all right it's okay like yeah. yeah we we put that up on the big screens and like that was quite an effort to get that running and things like that so it's but actually people loved it and um and it was those kinds of things is like well if I can do that instead of like trying to make somebody come along that they don't really want to be there and it probably won't be worthwhile for them but so we ran that first one, which meant that we, we had over 100 people coming, which meant that when we went back to run the second one, we said, look, 100 people came, and from the survey we did, they all loved it, and they want to come again. But yeah. one of the things that they all asked for was some more people demoing games and trading and things like that. Yeah. So that meant that we got a few people that came along and they did that, and then we got 200-odd people at that one, 260-something people at that one, which meant that, again, the next time it's, you know, you can kind of you build up your evidence to go to people and say, kind of say, this is what at least you will get at least this many people. If that's worth it for you, we'd love to have you there. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of yeah. the way we went about it, and we've actually it has kind of grown in itself. You know, we've like I said, we we started with the open gaming, and then we kind of put the trade area in the middle, and sort of it is limited in how many traders we can have. Yeah. in there but it means we've got some really cool guys coming and some uh, some people showing off some really neat stuff um, but they all want to be there we've not like twisted their arm and said oh you know <laughs> they can see that it's growing and it'll be they've, they've made their own decision that it'll be worth it for them so. I mean with the, when you're getting the figures and you're getting the people together are you kind of going to places is this when you're chapping on the door and maybe kind of like say is Devium for yeah. demo folk and things like that um so again we never this is the first time we've had well asthma day uk now uh, what was this DVM yeah yeah um so this is the first time we've had them demoing games actually um because it's the same sort of thing like we didn't want to force them into doing something they didn't want to do we we dropped them an email and we said this is what we're doing yeah this is, you know, this is what we're running. This is what's happened so far. Mm-hmm. If you want to come, we'd love to have you there. Um, but yeah, and just kind of leave it at that, and maybe, maybe try and chat to them if we like. I, I knew um, I'd spoken to Mike, who runs this kind of thing from uh, from Asthma Day in the UK. I'd spoken to him at Games Expo, and he sort of said, "Yeah, you know, I've seen 
I've been following you and really interested. And then it was from that that they kind of then went, well, yeah, come. So this year, I think, so this is their first year and they've got eight tables. So we kind of, you know, in any time we got the sense that we were getting to that point of coercing people, we kind of would just stop and we say, well, we don't, we know we, we want people to want to be there. We don't want to force people to be there and then them have a rubbish time. Um, cause yeah, it's just, it's not that good. <laughs> Does it, I mean, is it, are you, do you always, are you constantly trying to kind of balance a fine line between it becoming a really commercial venture about trying to make it into something that's making money? Do yeah. you try and keep a kind of a head on to say, look, this is still a hobby. This still has a lot of ways to go. Was, was when I was speaking to Dave Wright, who is running Tabletop Scotland, he said mm. that, well, actually, if you speak to if you speak to Richard at UK Games Expo, he says it's only recently that they're actually making yeah. enough money out of the, the expo in order for it to really become kind of like a full-time concern for them, like a job kind of thing. Yeah. So in, in that case, are you do you still have your kind of your hobby, this is a hobby, this is fun, or are you kind of, is it, are you kind of stepping over the line slightly into the commercialism side of things and, you know, are we making enough money to put into funding, which means we can create an even better experience for people the following year? Yeah, so I guess it's it's always something that we're aware of. I think the hobby fun side of it is the thing that we do first. Yeah. So we kind of go, are we still enjoying this? When we, you know, when we come to review after each event, go, are we, you know, we're all quite open and honest with each other. Are we still enjoying this? Was there anything that you didn't like about this one? Yeah. Um, and then if the answer ever is no, I'm not actually, I'm not enjoying this. This is really hard work now, and I'm I'm not having that much fun doing it. Yeah. Then we'd kind of go, well, shall we? Should we keep doing it or not? But thankfully, so far, that the answer's always been actually, yeah, I love it. And <laughs> and the biggest buzz for I think all of us when we chat is actually just. Um, just going back out into the game hall and you know it's it's a lot of work like I take I'm taking just over a week off before the event to go around and pick up a stage and pick up loads of banners and all of this kind of stuff that no one will ever well apart from people that listen to this no one will ever know that I've kind of done that um, and it's not like someone is there you know it's not like you've got a manager that's going oh well done thanks for thanks for doing all that hard work so you got to find, you got to find like the reward somewhere else. And I think once it's all set up and once you go in, and there's a queue at the door. I think that was the that was one of the biggest buzzes for me. That was like actually people queuing to get into this thing that we put on, <laughs> which was like just bizarre. Yeah. And then you go into the hall and you see people that you know didn't know each other before they came, and they're sitting down and they're playing a game together and they're having a brilliant time. Yeah. And and then. And that's kind of every time that's what we go. That's just that's just amazing. So we actually take time out. Um, we we make sure all together we kind of just take time out to go and just stand <laughs> uh, during the event and without not in a creepy way, but watch people <laughs> and 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 it's just like kind of you go sneaking in there with that caveat to say it's not, <laughs> yeah. it's not like I'm going. Yeah, breathing in someone's ear no you carry on playing your game <laughs> exactly i'm just i'm just watching um, yeah, you need to um reassign those resources <laughs> yeah it's the wrong place to put a meeple mate i'm just saying it's all right no i'm not some creepy guy i'm the organizer yeah i'm i'm really enjoying this um are you having fun um no i, I mean was. but one of the other things that i've noticed about um especially about aircon because um the expo is because of its size. Do be you know because of its size. You see people mm. saying, "Oh yeah, I might see who's going to the expo, and I might see you." Aircon seems to be have become one of these um, central hubs where you get a lot of the creators mm. kind of meet. You know, it's yeah. a lot of people that have interacted on social media through your twitters and your facebooks of this world, and they, you know, the hands go up and say, "Who's going to Aircon?" And it's like there's a lot of chance for. You know, it's a lot of chance for people to to kind of the content creators that are putting up stuff about the hobby for them to kind of meet and interact and speak to each other. I know that last year, um, you had um, 
you had Frank West coming up mm. to with the City of Kings, and he sat down with um, who are those guys? The they smashed the the shapey smashy people. I try to remember. It's um, what's his name? It's um, it's um, what's his name? There's that um, Stevie Boy, and there's that um, you know. Oh, uh, Polly Hee. Yeah, Clark. that's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shapey smash. <laughs> shape, shape, <laughs> smashy thing. They should, if they ever do like any kind of other, you know, like their version of board game breakfast like, <laughs> or whatever, it should be the shapey smashy show. <laughs> shapey smashy show. There you go. You heard it here first. But no, <laughs> they they met Frank and they, I think they sat down and they actually demoed City Kings and they went on yeah. to say this was absolutely fantastic. So I think, you know, Aircon does that thing, I guess, because it's geographically placed, you know, again, because of where it's yeah. kind of geographically placed, which is kind of really quite like kind of kind of cool i mean you issue obviously the press passes and stuff like that was Mm. that something you've only kind of recently kind of brought in or was that been in since the very beginning yeah in since the beginning so um we recognize that um quite early on that it's one of those hobbies that it's very much a passion hobby yeah there's there's not a lot of money in it for for you know, someone's trying to make a quick buck. This is really kind of the wrong industry to get into, I suppose, because mm-hmm. you've really got to want to run a podcast like this, or you've really got to want to put in hours of editing for a YouTube show. Or you know, again, it's that kind of thing I was talking about, where it's all this stuff that people don't see. They'll they'll listen back to maybe a, a forty-five minute you know podcast or whatever, and not realise that actually there was the there's probably some preparation there. There's some equipment time. There's some. There's all this other stuff, and so <laughs> not here, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking, you know, generally. All right, uh, we're talking about more professional shows. <laughs> um, uh, and it's so it's something I've I've dabbled with, you know, a bit myself. Like every now and again, I'll be like, oh, I'll have a go at doing a review of a game, and then I'm like, this is way too much work for me compared to running a convention. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go and run another convention instead. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it's in a way we, we it's kind of our way of saying thank you, I suppose, to um, to some of the some of the people that were doing this stuff because you know you might get free games, I suppose, every now and again. But certainly at the start, a lot of these games are probably not very good. Um, but you're still having to do them to try and get your name out there and things like that. And so we just said, well, what can we do? That will kind of say thank you to these people and say, well, at least, at least we can give them a, a ticket to Aircon and they can come and actually just sit and play some games. Mm-hmm. And in a funny way, it's what we've done as well with our traders. So obviously, the traders and the exhibitors pay for their space to be there, but how we calculate their their costs is based on if we had people sitting down and playing games in that space instead, how much would that get us in tickets? So that's how we work out their space. Yeah, so yeah. They're not really paying much more than if it was filled with gamers instead. And then what we do for them as well is, so their their pass gets them in on the Friday as well, even though we only have trade on Saturday, Sunday. But it means that they can come and just play games all day on Friday before they then slog their guts out for two days, yeah. teaching the same game over and over and over again. Um, so it's a, it was just for us, it was a way of kind of saying thanks to all these people that, uh, that we recognize that work at really, really hard on something they love that is benefiting loads of people but they're probably not seeing a massive return on that kind of time investment, I suppose. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's why we do that kind of thing. No, no. And I think, as I say, but at the same time, you do get a lot of people kind of, they are rocking up because they're like, they're yeah. coming along because it's a chance for them to meet, you know, other people, their peers yeah. kind of in the industry, which seems to be kind of very, very cool. Um, yeah, and I think one one of our so every time we do when we sell our tickets, we kind of just ask people, "Well, how did you hear about it?" And still, every time, the biggest one by far is word of mouth, and like you know, way bigger than Facebook advertising or way bigger than anything else. Um, it's you know, people going, "Well, I had quite a good time last time, and I'd quite like to go back, and I'll bring some people with me," and that's and that's where we see the growth is is through that really. And I think if you know people, yeah. I think if you're, you know, when I, I went to the Glasgow Games Festival, yeah, I went, I went with my my son, mm. but I, there was a couple, of, there was a group of folk 
over in there from the local games club I went to as well. So you kind of went there to all kind of meet up because playing games in a different venue is fun and they also yeah. have maybe games you don't have access to. And then there's always an excuse to pick up a copy of something cheeky at the same time. It's like, well, I had, yeah, yeah. I had to buy something, didn't I? Because it was an expo, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's a convention, it's an event, you know? Yeah, yeah. I had to spend... It was a really good price. I had, I had to spend <laughs> £175 on all of these things. Yeah. I haven't seen them anywhere else. Honest, you know, you can, you can, you can get your wedding ring back once... <laughs> <laughs> when Frank West is done with it, exactly. Well, don't do that. I'm not putting words in that. I'm not, you know, I'm not going there. Um, <laughs> but you, I mean, this year, you, you, you're dropping the the glitter ball bombshell uh, of the, you know, the guest lineup. Yeah, sure. And um, you know. And I kind of like, we've got an announcement. And you're like, okay, here we go. What's it going to be? And then yeah. you like say Rodney Smith. Yeah. How, how did that happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're kind of still asking ourselves the same same question, really. Um, so it's really funny. It was, it was basically something I was thinking in a couple of years' time. Yeah. If I badger him enough now, he might decide that he'll, you know, just he'll come. Um, so I just dropped him an email and we'd kind of, I'd already, you know, we'd interacted a bit on Twitter and that kind of thing. So he'd obviously heard the name at some point and I dropped an email and I said, oh, look, we're, we're looking at getting a guest in. We'd love it if it would be you because kind of, I don't know if you saw that thing. I think it was, you know, Efka and Lane from No Pun Included. They yeah. had a thing on their, they had a tweet the other day that was like, Efka had said, Name one thing in the world that everybody loves. And Elaine said, Rodney Smith. <laughs> and, it's, and it's that kind of thing. Like he's, he's, he's such just a friendly, nice he's guy. Like, he's like the cuddly jumper yeah. of board games. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's like even if I'm feeling a bit down, you know, and occasionally everybody does feel a bit down. Sometimes it's like I'll just put on a watch it played yeah, and just sit there and he's just like his little sunshine face of joy. Yeah, and he's all, you know he's not going to say anything offensive, you know yeah. it's going to be at a nice pace, you yeah. know he's going to be helpful. He's actually trying to help you, you yeah. know, and you walk away feeling thanks, Rodney. That was really nice of you. So when I saw yeah. it, I was like, "This is cool." Yeah. So, I mean, is he so, is he over for the full weekend then? Is he, that's yeah, so he, he flies in um, on the Thursday. So I'm spending most of my Thursday figuring out how I'm going to pick him up. Uh, but I will pick him up. Um, I'm not going to leave. I actually had a dream. Uh, okay. This is like how bad it gets sometimes. But I'd had a dream about three or four nights ago where the convention had started and I'm walking around the halls and then I realised that I'd not picked Rodney up. And, uh, <laughs> but somehow he had made his way to the convention. Oh dear. And it was me bumping into him that reminded me that I'd not picked him up. Oh dear. And, but he was lovely about it. And he was like, oh, don't worry. You know, of course it happens. he would be. Yeah, of course <laughs> yeah, he would be. Yeah, as gonna, he would be. There's not going to be an angry Rodney Smith dream. There's not going <laughs> to yeah. you know, you know, even if he turned up like, say, it'd be the deepest, darkest, most horrible house in the hill and Rodney would be sitting at the table saying, now join us as a teach you how to play Arkham Horror, you lovely <laughs> yeah. people. And you'd be like, no, oh, thanks. Thanks, yeah. mate. So, yeah. is, so he, just, is, he staying at, is he staying at your house then? Yeah, he's staying at my house oh, Thursday night. Yeah, and then Thursday night and Sunday. Uh, yeah, Thursday night and Sunday night, and then um, I'm driving to the, I'm driving him to the train station at five o'clock in the morning on really? Monday morning after having just run aircon. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Um, but yeah, he's staying in the room that I'm talking from now, which is our kind of our spare bedroom on one side. It's like an attic room. So on one side it's a spare bedroom, and then on the other side it's my games room with a table and a computer and all that kind have of stuff. you been diying the hell out of that space over the last couple of weeks <laughs> just to make sure it's perfect <laughs> yeah i put like you know his little characters on a shelf behind his bed so he feels <laughs> like a little a bit fr- a framed, more at home a framed photograph and 
It's like, oh, I've just moved my I Love Rodney t-shirts. I'll put them somewhere else. You're yeah. meant, you're, I'm so embarrassed. You weren't meant to see yeah. them. Yeah. Oh, no, look. All these promos that I got from backing the Watch It Played Indiegogo <laughs> exactly. have somehow ended up strewn across your bed. And I'm the, sorry about and that. And the printout saying I backed at the top tier as well. I just don't <laughs> know how that... I just don't know how that got there. I'm yeah, so... Framed still of my name in the producer credits. That's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> wow. But are you kind of like going... I mean, how many times do you reckon over that weekend you're going to be, I'm with Rodney Smith? It'll be a bit surreal, I suppose. Cause so I pick him up from the airport and then um, we're actually stopping at Warhammer World on the way back up. Oh, wow. Um, so he kind of kind of, you know, said, oh, the guys from Games Workshop have found out I'm coming over and he's done some videos for them. Yeah. Uh, so he said, oh, you know, would it be cool if we could stop there? Maybe if it's on the way. I'm like, Yes, yes, that would be cool. <laughs> yes, that would, yes. <laughs> I'm hanging out uh, with Rodney Smith at World yeah. World. Yeah, and then if we get chance, we'll because in Nottingham there's a couple of games cafes. So if we get chance, we'll go and visit them, and then come back up here, and we're going to go for fish and chips, of course. Um, You've got this all week. planned out, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's and like, then... hey, where's your wife this weekend? Uh, don't <laughs> care. But what? <laughs> no the wife. That's <laughs> yeah. I don't um, wow. oh, sorry. So that really bad League of Gentlemen thing went through my head then. They just That's don't sad. let's not yeah. let's not, <laughs> let's not yeah. It's not, pa- not Papa Last Blue, is it? Yeah. You're my wife now. <laughs> <laughs> it could be worse. It could it be could the be. one it could be the one with the with the, the German guy. Oh, Where yeah. he's coming oh. out of the house in the garden oh. and there's a little tube <laughs> coming terrible. out the ground. Oh, yeah. That'd be so oh. that wouldn't be where where's Rodney gone? <laughs> well, I'm keeping him safe. <laughs> For next year. <laughs> For next year. Watch him grow. Um <laughs> oh. Wow. I'm just you know, I am you know, I am sitting on a throne of absolute rage. In in a, a castle built of jealousy, because <laughs> I'm just thinking you're just going to be hanging about with him. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have presents for you. This is the thing. You're going to get like a polo shirt. So. You're going to get a watch it played polo shirt. Oh, I hope so. I've got a watch it play T-shirt already. Yeah, but you get a oh, polo yeah. shirt. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. You'll be able to go about wearing a white T-shirt underneath, like he does. Yeah. Well, do you think I'll have to start saying curds and stuff as well then? You could Deal do. Out the curds. Yeah, <laughs> you could do. Yeah. And then you know what you'll have to do is at dinner, you put all this food out in front of them, and then what you're going <laughs> to do is you're going to say, um, because you're not using this, I'm just going to put it to the side. <laughs> I'm just going to move the condiments over to here. <laughs> Each in their own little pot. <laughs> just exactly. We'll move them to the side, and we'll bring them in as you need them. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, I'm gonna when I meet him at the airport. When I see him coming through the gate, I'm gonna do the wave. You know, like every video that wave. Are you gonna? Pr- are you just gonna sit there outside in the car, panic breathing, going, "Don't be a fanny, don't be a fanny, don't, <laughs> yeah. don't, don't mess be, it up, don't mess it up." It just turns around up. and gets back on the plane. Don't mess it up, don't mess it up. And you're saying, "Is a handshake good enough? Do I go in for the hug?" <laughs> <laughs> High five. Welcome yeah. to We Are Not Wizards, where we're currently ge- geeking out with weird fantasies involving Rodney Smith. <laughs> have you have you got a menu of him for what he wants for breakfast and stuff? Uh, no, I haven't actually. I think we just kind of figured we'd just give him English stuff and see how he got get on. Oh wow! Okay. With it. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. I'm uh, sure but... that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't know. Like it's yeah, it's a bit funny because we don't really do like in here in the UK. We don't really do breakfast in the same way that I imagine North Americans. No, kind of including Canadians. Like they have whole restaurants just dedicated to having breakfast, which I feel like we don't really do. No. Like you can go to a Wetherspoons and get a bunch of fat on a plate, but no, you can't really. You can't have a stack of pancakes with bacon and maple no, syrup. No, you won't get that. You'll have to make that it's, stuff. Yeah, it's not like a thing that we do as much. You'll need um, to buy a maple apron. <laughs> yeah. 
So I've not thought of that bit. I, I thought that you might like to go and see York. Yeah. That's quite a nice place. Um, and then I thought you might like to go to Betty's and Harrogate and have some tea. That's quite a nice thing to do. It's um, just going to be so cool, isn't it? Yeah. And and he's he's really cool about it all as well because I kind of said, he said, well, you know, send me a schedule of all the things that you want me to do when mm. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, in terms of events and stuff. And I, I kind of thought, actually, so we've got him doing a couple of things, but for the most part, it's just, well, people just want to say hi and chat to you and hopefully play a game with you. So let's try and get you doing as much of that as we, as we can. I know, because he's quite, um, he's quite strict about giving an opinion yeah. on games, you know, and I think, I guess it'll be, people will be watching him like a hawk to see what he goes <laughs> over and kind of plays, you know, and it's just like, no, it'll be fine. But it's, I mean, <clears throat> it's brilliant. I mean, you must be kind of proud, you and Ben and everyone else involved mm. must be sitting there going, yep. But then this is the thing, what do you do next year? Yeah. Yeah. I'd I think we should get Rodney back. <laughs> he might just become a regular. Yeah, maybe. I think, you know, Dice Tower are going to Games Expo every year, so you kind of now at that kind of level you know, you can't really it was Will Wheaton, I suppose, was up there. But then now he's kind of fallen off the scene a bit, hasn't he? Yeah. So So way up at the he actually that, emailed that us to ask if he could come on the show, but I said I was speaking to you, so I could. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, Will, I'm busy. He's like, Shut up, Wesley. <laughs> Did you read my email? Oh my goodness! I just thought that would be really funny if I said that to him. Does he not like that? <laughs> yeah. I just did my best Patrick Stewart voice. <laughs> Shut, up, Wesley. Shut up, Wesley. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean this is. I mean, this is one of the things I guess this will do is this will put you guys a little bit on the map with people that are maybe not aware of Yukon yeah. as much as the expo. Because people will be saying, Well, okay, um, it'll be on his Facebook page so people will hear a, kind of hear mm. about it. Um and it's not I mean it's like say, Well, would you would you do next year? But then you just see what happens because people will have a habit of once you are known through a couple of people the next yeah. thing you know, you see, you'll get an email from somebody to say, "Oh, listen, is it on this? Well, I can be, I can be here and kind of, kind of come along." I mean, if you continue to grow, do you have plans to move to, like, a different venue, or have you got still got kind of like plenty of space? Yeah, well, it's one of the reasons why we chose the that um, the Harrogate Convention Centre is because it's just it's huge. The place is massive, um, and we're only using kind of one hall. And one room out of something like twelve, mm-hmm. I think they've got twelve huge halls. Mm-hmm. Um, with I think we're only in the fifth or sixth biggest one. It's still massive. It used to be a Morrison supermarket, weirdly, um, but it just doesn't look it from the outside. You know, you kind of you look at the NEC and you go, "Man, that is a big space." But for somehow they've kind of tucked it all in at the convention center. Um, so yeah, certainly for the foreseeable future, I think I think we'll be there. We like it. Mm-hmm. The the team that are there, um, sort of at their end of things, really love having us there. And it was really funny the first time we went there, and we we kind of approached them. We said, "Oh, this is what we this is what we want to do," and they were just like, "So what? But what happens?" <laughs> and like, well, you know, people come and they play games, board but games, what for, for 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 three days, yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, and then it's that typical, like Monopoly. <laughs> and then they came to uh, Brad. Luke Hector says he's got that on his on his on his dating profiles. I like board games. <laughs> swipe, swipe the other way if you think it's Monopoly. <laughs> yeah, that's what he's, he's got on tape. I was actually saying that. I thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> or if he's swiping, it's just you know, it's one of two apps. Um, yeah, so. I no idea. Uh, um. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so we love it there, and it's and I think one of the things that's really good as well is uh, that it's it is right in the middle of Harrogate, and Harrogate, if you've never been, is a lovely little town, little spa town, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, there's there's 
there's plenty of space to grow into it. And they kind of came to, so the team from there came to the, the last one that we did in Bradford because we'd already signed to go to Harrogate and they, yeah. you know, like they were kind of, what do you actually do? Um, can we come and see? And so they came and they were really loving it. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's, they've been really supportive. So it'd be hard to see us move in anytime soon, I think, if anything. So what we've talked about a couple of times is, you know, I think, I don't think we're kind of looking at growing to the proportion of Essen and things like that. Yeah, that's, that's think, what I was going to ask if you were going to think about actually capping it and saying, okay, once we get yeah. 500, 1,000 peeps in, then that's mm. it, kind of, we'll leave, we'll leave it at a level kind of thing. I think, well, we'll just kind of play it by ear each time and we'll kind of, you know, we've kind of created a certain atmosphere and um, the, the vibe is fairly relaxed and it's fairly friendly or, you know, and if, as long as it stays like that, we're happy to keep growing. It's as soon as if at any point we felt like, oh, it's now we've hit this kind of limit where it's, it, we're losing some of that, that kind of atmosphere, then, then we'll probably cap it at that. And yeah. then maybe to look, look at running like a second event or something instead, maybe, maybe somewhere else in the country, maybe just another weekend in Harrogate. I don't know. Uh, we've not got to that point yet, but, um, but I think that's where, that's what we're looking at instead, instead of just endless growth. Um, I think it's, so. un- I think it can be unsubs- unsustainable in some places. I think you can end up losing mm. the heart of, you know, in some ways, I think, you know, aircon is, you want it to sometimes be that house full of 30 people because mm. that's what's the kind of the ethos behind it. And if it came into something that was over, you know, you had thousands of people attending and it's like, oh, the commercially, yeah, who brilliant. Yeah. But you might lose some of the actual magic and then people will just say, well, it's like, it, you know, it's it's the Games Expo, but it's up north mm. kind of thing, you know. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, that's that's where it's almost in a in a way start becoming less fun for me if if it was all about well we've got a numbers first you know it's important to always stay on the right side of the zero the zero mark in terms of money you you know you want to be sustainable but i think um if it became money first rather than fun first that's where i would start sort of checking out probably um and you know we i think one of the one of the things Ben always says is that he's gutted that he runs aircon because it means he can't go to it. <laughs> so because he says you know it's a it's a convention that I want to go to, and I think that's what we want to yeah we want to keep doing is want to make sure it's something that we at least want to go to, um, and then you know hopefully other people will agree with us and want to keep coming back as well. <laughs> yeah, I read somebody today that said um, they were talking about. Um, listening to podcasts shows techniques about shows mm. and they switched off when the general consensus was talking about how you could turn listeners into monetization and it's like oh, sorry right. you've kind of stepped over the line in terms of um in terms of what you were doing the podcast for in the mm. in the kind of the first place but yeah. i mean in terms of stepping over the line for yourselves if you want to join the lines or join the queues i mean how much is there tickets still available yeah, certainly. Um, so Saturday, as always, will be the busiest day. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we, I mean, it's still two weeks to go, but we can go right up to the wire in terms of if we suddenly have an explosion of ticket sales over the next two weeks, we can still get more space. And yeah. that's what we do rather than just um, carrying on trying to cram more people in, we eventually just get more space. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's certainly tickets available. Um, the, there's no price difference from online to on the door. So, you know, I'd say you might as well get it online in advance because that helps us know how many people roughly we're expecting. Yeah. Um, it, it ensures that you definitely do get a ticket. Yeah. Um, in case, just in case there is something crazy happens and we have to stop selling tickets on the door. I don't, I don't think we'll, we'll be at that kind of stage this year. We have had to do it in our, some of our earlier ones where we, you know, we really were limited on capacity. We did have to, unfortunately, turn a couple of people away. Yeah. Um, but, but thankfully, like I said, because because this this place has just got so much space, we can just at the last minute add on another hall if it looks like we're gonna we're gonna be um, 
or if you know if we see people wandering around with games or not having anywhere to play or opening yeah. them up and sitting on the floor we'll just go let's just we'll just get you some more tables <laughs> yeah exactly you know so, and never underestimate the potential draw of cardboard and tables and potential <laughs> friendships as well which is always oh yeah good, definitely you know yeah how much are tickets going to go for then uh so it's a tenner a day or 25 pounds for all three days cool okay that sounds mm-hmm. really good um excellent okay and if people want to find out online yeah. Where do they find you on the internet webs, sir? Uh, so uh, the website is aircon.uk, and that's A-I-R-E-C-O-N.uk. Um, and then all of our social media is either forward slash aircon.uk or at aircon.uk, so Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Cool. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we shall make sure that we um, we put all of the links in the show notes so that we have notes to show. Um, thanks for coming on. No, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Sorry about the old Rodney King kind of losing that bit, but he's so he's so nice. Yeah, he's, um, he's really fun, and it's you know it's it's testament to how you're running the how you're running um, aircon that he's he's coming along, you know, yeah. which is really 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 good. Um, yeah, I wish you kind of. All success when it's running. Yeah. Hope you have a fantastic time. I'm sure that there will be hundreds of people that will have an amazing time when they're kind of there as well. Um, they will, you know. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you, you there too, right? I yeah, I'm 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 trying my best <laughs> to organise it. <laughs> trying my best. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to, then please go on to Twitter and search for We're Not Wizards or go onto Facebook and search for We're Not Wizards or go to YouTube and search for We're Not Wizards Tabletop Podcast. You can go to our website, which is We're Not Wizards.com. You can find us on Instagram, which is also at We're Not Wizards. And you can potentially find us across places like Stitcher and Spreaker and Acast and Player FM and all those lovely things like Podknife as well. Um, or you can directly search for us on Podbean if you want to. Um, if you have liked what you've listened to tonight, and we appreciate everybody that seems to be joining us, we are going through what can only be seen as... A ridiculous increase in the number of people that are joining us. It's good to see there's so many non-wizardy people out there. Um, If you have liked what you've heard tonight, then please jump onto Apple Podcasts and drop us a a subscription because that certainly helps get us noticed. And um, yes, that would be lovely of you. If you want to do something even more, then please consider dropping us a rating or giving us a review. And if you're doing either then please remember, don't give us 10 stars because uh, kind of makes us big-headed and, you know, the egos are starting to land. And uh, don't give us one because, as I say, I'm a pretty ugly crier. I'm admitting that. Give us a five because it's in the middle and it's average and we're just a little bit average. But the man who's not been average... They're rather wonderful, they're rather fantastic, they're rather ex- super exhibition organising, giving Rodney Smith a lovely breakfast. <laughs> it's the one, the only, Mr. Mark Cook. Thank, thank you very you. thank you very, very much for coming That's on. That's been a blast, thanks so much for having me. Um, there's only two more things to do. Okay. The first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Mark? I'm certainly not. I don't think any of us are. Definitely not. No such thing as magic, people. (laughs) (laughs) And the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's a goodbye from Mark. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe, roll sixes. If you are anywhere near the Harrogate area, on the... the, uh, It's the dates is the 9th, 9th, the 11th 11th of March. March. There you go. Go aircon. Fly aircon. (laughs) Just give it a visit. If you want some company, make some new friends, check out some cardboard, maybe meet the man and the legend that is Rodney Smith and go down and have some fun. Sounds like a good time.
But until the next time, goodbye.